Hey, before we get into today's episode about video marketing and video tips, I wanted to invite you to a really, really special, unique event that I'm hosting inside Teach Music Online next week, July 11th through 13th. I am going to be having a three-day live workshop and I'm calling it Studio Growth Week. So for three days, I'll be doing live online sessions to help you specifically have more strategy and growth in your music studio. This is a totally free event and to register, just go to teachmusic.online. I don't know about you, but a lot of teachers are saying that the summer months are their months for looking at their studio. Maybe you are upgrading some of your systems, but it's the perfect time for you to get some new fresh ideas, to be more engaging, to get more referrals, and to really upgrade your studio. So on day one of the event, I'll be helping you assess the health of your studio business, and I'll give you some really great ideas to automate tasks and help you save time. So that's day one. That's Monday the 11th. On day two, we'll be talking about teaching tools, software for online teaching, equipment, lots of ways to upgrade your studio. We'll touch a little bit on OBS and having a multi-camera view. That's day two. Day three, we will be focusing on branding and marketing, my favorite topic, and I hope to really give you some momentum, whether that's creating a new website or upgrading your social media plan, whatever it is, I'm going to give you a ton of ideas on that last day. So to sign up, go to teachmusic.online. I'll be hosting two sessions every day. And when you register, you'll automatically register for each day of the event and you'll get notifications and emails and a link, your own link, your own unique link to come and join us live. I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to have you there. Come and join us. It's going to be so great. And we'll go ahead and dive into today's episode. Walton and this is the Teach Music Online podcast, a show where you'll find tips and strategies for growing your music studio, whether you're teaching online or in person. I'm all about automating business tasks, growing through social media, and teaching with only the best online tools. Welcome. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm so excited about this episode because video is something that a lot of people are very scared of (laughs) for good reason. It is not easy to be on video and to be in front of a video camera. Something kind of funny, fun about me is that I grew up really with a lot of video and cameras around me because not because I'm any kind of celebrity <laughs> but because my dad is a is a professional photographer so he always had like these cool video cameras and we have tons of great fun home videos and then um he's also he, so he's a videographer and he's a photographer and he always loved doing like glamour shots of us I guess I don't know photo shoots with all the kids there's five kids in my family And then I got into videography in my teenage years and young adult years and did a lot of video work. And then my husband is a videographer and a photographer also. And we do a lot of video and photo and travel with my family, with my girls and 
with our family. And so I, I've just been around cameras and video equipment gear a lot, whether it's being behind the camera or being in front of the camera. So over time and over many years, I've become very comfortable in front of the camera. And then when I started course creation in 2018, and 2019, I had to learn how to read scripted videos in front of the camera, which is not easy. It's actually really difficult. And my first tip there would be to use a teleprompter whenever possible because that took my course creation from like mediocre to excellent because I was able to script out my videos and then actually read them in front of the camera. So, and and do it in a pretty seamless way. So, Anyway, I have had quite the experience going from really just like being in front of the camera with photography to recording videos and creating a YouTube channel in 20, let's see, 2012 is when I started my Teach Music Online YouTube channel and started recording myself playing songs for my students and those were actually really easy because I was just playing and then talking to the camera a little bit. So anyway, all of this to say that there's a lot that goes into the journey of figuring out how to do video for your business, for your studio, for your lessons. And I hope to tackle some of those ideas and topics today. So we're first going to talk about the different types of videos that you may consider for your studio. And then I'm going to share five tips for feeling confident in front of the video camera. The first type of video that you may consider are demonstration videos from your lessons. So these are lesson demo videos. These are clips that you may take during an in-person or an online lesson. A couple of tips for doing these. The first one would be to make sure you get a Joby or a phone mount to have handy during your lessons, especially for in-person students. You can just clip this onto your piano or onto a music stand and take some videos of you talking with the student, playing games, interacting, but I would say make sure it's always something exciting. Um, Obviously, you're not gonna know exactly when the exciting moment's going to happen, so you might record like a 15-minute segment and then only use three minutes of it. So, and choose students, (laughs) this is kind of a funny thought, but make sure you choose students that you know are fun to watch or animated. So I think you all know what I'm talking about, but sometimes we have those younger students or like the seven and eight year olds who are excited and they actually ask you questions and engage with you versus the teenager who would rather be somewhere else. Like we're not going to highlight them. We want to highlight your student who who really portrays like the ideal student. The second type of video is performance videos. These are videos of yourself playing some of your best pieces, or it could be demonstration for students. And a couple of thoughts on this would be to make sure you to get your best audio that you use an audio mixer. Audio Technica mics or a Zoom audio mixer are fantastic if you really want to get some high quality audio recordings of your piano. Another tip would be to do an internal recording with a hybrid piano, which is fantastic for getting really good clear audio because it's not getting any kind of background noise. Then you could just have a video camera recording you playing while you're recording the internal audio and then you sync them together in the editing room. Shots from above or the side are great for performance videos. 
When I was doing performance videos for my YouTube channel, I set up, uh, I did like the scrappiest videos. I just set up a GoPro on a mic stand. I like rubber banded it to a mic stand, a really long one with a really long arm and balanced it above my hands so I could see the whole piano. And I went through my all of my books and I just did song after song after song after song because I knew I could use those for teaching. The third type of video would be student videos. And I actually really love this. I think it could be fun for you to incorporate video into your studio by having your students record themselves. I used to do recording week. So whenever there was a, well, really the last lesson of every month, we actually didn't do a lesson, but it was a recording day for them where they were supposed to record all the songs they learned that month or not all of them, maybe they would choose two that they perfected and they would put it on their YouTube channel. This was a really great way for them to make sure that they perfected their songs and keep track of their progress. You also could create some kind of competition around it where you have students sending you videos. So many ways to be creative with video and with your students as well. Okay, so I wanna, I wanna talk now, shift a little bit and talk about some tips for um, being confident in front of the camera, but also some tips in general for how to, how to uh, create video in your studio. The first one is to always make sure you're smiling and having fun on camera. If you record yourself and you've never, you never smiled once, then that means you need to re-record yourself. I've had to coach teachers through this in my program who are building demo videos for their websites or social media. And they send over these videos they're so excited about. And then I have to tell them like, sorry, you need to do that again and, and try to smile <laughs> because you don't realize how serious you look. So try to smile with your eyes and smile with your mouth as you're talking. Like even while I'm doing the podcast, I look like I'm on video because I'm animated and I, my eyes are, my eyebrows are up. I'm smiling. I'm laughing. Even though you can only hear my voice, you can't see me. But if I stop doing that, this is what I start sounding like. I sound like I'm not excited at all. I just sound very monotone. So that's the difference is when you're actually excited and animated, you bring in the audience with you versus when you are reading something, you lose them immediately. So that's the first tip is to practice smiling and having fun. I actually, what's so amazing is you will, even though it feels silly, you will like the look of it and others so much better than if you don't. So it's, it's like the opposite. When you're on camera and you don't want to be like that smiley, energetic version of yourself that's like the 10x version, it feels really awkward in front of the camera, but it actually is way more, it's way better to watch than the person who isn't. That's actually the awkward one to watch. So keep that in mind. The second tip is to make sure you're always in good lighting. Daylight is the best, so make sure you open those blinds without having direct light on you. So direct light means you're kind of creating this line or a, like the sunlight is directly on your face. You never ever want that in photo or video. So light in the room is really good, especially if it's coming at you from the side, not directly in front and not directly behind. I need to have my husband come on and talk about some photography tips more because he's so amazing at it. The third tip is to use the best camera available to you in your home. And a hint there is that your phone or tablet is actually better than your 
your camera that's built into your laptop. The laptop cameras are pretty pretty bad. Um, they're usually they're not they're not even 1080. They're usually 720. So they're not even HD. Um, you're gonna get very pixelated. If you have to use your computer camera, make sure you have a lot of light in the room so that it doesn't look grainy. But if you have a DSLR or a mirrorless or a point and shoot, any other camera that does video, that is even the next level of better um, in your in your home. Make sure you use the best thing available to you or borrow something from someone else and learn how to use it. Number four is to use software like ScreenFlow, Zoom, or QuickTime to help you do screen recordings teaching students. Forte, the, the, the new calling software I've been talking about, also has in-lesson recording. You can use clips from those lessons with permission for marketing and on your studio website if you want to show some demonstrations. And the fifth tip is to use editing software to cut out any dead space between talking. And this goes for every type of video. If you're doing a demo, of you talking about your studio and your teaching, cut out any dead space. There should be zero dead space. Hopefully you've noticed in these podcast episodes, I rarely have any space at all other than me taking a breath because I don't, it's a waste of your time. And it's the same for video. You want to keep things short and quick and cut that all out. This is like editing 101 teachers. (laughs) This is like the very, very beginning. And the same goes for a a teacher, sorry, a student video where you're watching the student interact with you. You also cut the dead space out there. No, nothing that's silent. Um, You'll lose your people and they'll just stop watching. Your videos should always be short, easy to understand with no extra airtime. Just keep that in mind. Okay, I hope that that quick rundown of the types of videos you can be creating and then how to create them with ease was inspiring to you and helped you know that you can do this. I think it's pretty incredible that we all have smartphones with cameras now and that our students have them and that our the students' parents have them. That's amazing. That definitely was never the case when I was growing up and probably for you as well, learning an instrument. I never had the ability to record, just put up my phone and record myself playing. I would have done it all the time. So I'd really invite you to think about how we can get students to take and share more video because I think that's going to help them take ownership and and it helps them really watch themselves play. It's kind of eye-opening for them. But also for you to realize like you have a phone where you could talk about your studio and do some really great work to share on YouTube that can send, that's great marketing. It's great marketing that's free that you can just have online, post it on your website, post it on social media so that people can get to know you better. Thank you so much for listening Reach out if you have any questions, carly at teachmusic.online. Head over to my website to watch the marketing webinar if you haven't already, teachmusic.online. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. Who is your business coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I created a virtual course and coaching membership called Teach Music Online that I want to invite you to join me in. With 60 plus videos, 
online teaching certification, monthly live group sessions, hundreds of hours of recordings, and online forums, you'll know exactly how to create a thriving online business that gives you the flexibility and freedom that I know you deserve. Plus, you'll have the support of hundreds of like-minded teachers along the way. So when you're ready to really take what you're learning on this podcast to the 10x level, then come check out the Teach Music Online membership at teachmusic.online forward slash membership. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have an amazing week and as always, happy teaching.